Hi, everyone. You're listening to the RU Review, sponsored by LG Insurance. This is our season finale. I'm Steve Titchener with the rest of the crew, Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey. Wondered how we started it, gentlemen. We'll talk about the uh, Nebraska game this past Saturday and then review the season and look to the future. And, um, wow, it was a tough evening uh, last Friday. Uh, against uh, Nebraska, uh, the defense was pretty much shredded. Uh, Chiano said it best. He said that, look, there's a uh, there's a reason. There's a, a, a first string, a second string, a third string. Uh, and very clear what what we saw this past Friday was that, that Rutgers just simply doesn't have the depth at this point. And that's not a surprise to us. But you had Nebraska, which was a struggling offense that ripped off 600-plus yards uh, that night, and and Rutgers just couldn't stop them. And, and despite getting a few turnovers and being plus three in the turnover, and they still um, they kept it close. Um, kind of it, you know. They showed in the, all season long that they 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 play hard and and they're competitive. Certainly, this is a big step up uh, from the Chris Ash era. We, we know that, but it was still a, a rough rough evening and and uh you know someone compiling that many yards on you i mean come on uh you, you know adrian martinez and Derek mills i mean adrian martinez had 157 yards rushing uh, the, the quarterback rushing against uh, Rutgers this year was just a nightmare all all season and then uh derrick uh Diedrich mills had 191 yards so a total you know well over 600 yards uh for the for the night and it was just a it was just a tough uh, night for the defense it was challenged fatakasi was hurt. I mean, I think Tyshawn Fogg eventually went out as well. A couple other guys, and they they were just outmanned. Yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't the way you wanted to go out, and it was somewhat surprising. We had on last week's show uh, John Johnston to get the Cornhuskers' <laughs> point of view, and I don't know if you guys could hear it in his voice, but it sounded to me like he was one step out on the roof to uh, <laughs> totally. to, to take that final leap. I mean, he made it sound like. They were really, really a pathetic team. They couldn't get out of their own way. And while they did not look good in the first half, they were turning the ball over and they were giving up the fake punt for a first down. They they gave up a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. They certainly didn't look like a team that I thought was going to be coming in. Um, Steve, you mentioned that the defense was gouged all night long, over 600 yards. That is completely true. But uh, again, the offense, had opportunities early that did nothing with them. I mean, they were, um, they were doing things that they should have been scoring points. And then instead they were, you know, kicking field goals. And they, they, the offense is something that needs to get fixed. I was a guy that really believed in the hype of Art Sitkowski, the big arm quarterback. You know, I think of like a Justin Herbert and what he does in the pocket and just looks over things. And with that rocket arm finds receivers and Rutgers has some good receivers, but you know, the more I see of art, the more I, I think that he really is not the answer. And, uh, you know, moving forward, hopefully recruiting wise, they are finding a signal caller. I think it will be Vedral's job next year. Um, and, um, so those are some of the things that I took out of, uh, of Friday night's game and then looking into the future a bit. Yeah, I think the the big problem for Rutgers Friday night against Nebraska was, as you said, John, their inability to take advantage of Martinez's early fumbles and interception. They had field position, and they just couldn't turn it into points. And and that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what level you play at. 
Pop Warner, high school, college, the NFL, if you don't take advantage of those mistakes, most times it comes back and bites you in the butt. And it did to Rutgers on Friday night. And I think as we spoke with John Johnston last week, uh, you know, and he very much was a downer on Nebraska. My goodness gracious. But uh, but we thank him for being on. I mean, that, that's that's the fan base. I mean, they're, they've not been good the last several years under Scott Frost. And, and so it, it can be a very depressing area when that happens. That being said, uh, I thought that the one chance they might have had, and I'm not sure that we necessarily saw it to the degree that I thought, was that Rutgers had celebrated the week before that win over Maryland was so big. And I just thought that it would be difficult. The emotion in Seattle, it, it's obviously been a difficult run for him. They had no break in the schedule. And I just was curious as to how they'd be able to get up for that last one. It, it was fine, but I thought that as the game went on, they were worn down. Some of it was a size factor, but I wonder where the emotions were uh, as well. And, and uh, you know, it was just a tough night, as you said, all around for Rutgers. But, you know, we can talk more about what the future holds. You know, Greg didn't really say in his postseason wrap-up. He wasn't firmly committed to Vedral. He didn't really talk about the quarterback situation other than to say that, you know, we'll always look to get better at every position. And the portal will provide some answers that they don't have necessarily right now. Yeah, and as far as Art Sitkowski goes, because I know, you know, last week I was talking about, the, you know, he had an opportunity to lead his team to, to a couple wins this year, and that's a positive for him. But what I would say is that, like, if he's got a play that's set for him, it's a different story. The, the two touchdowns against uh, Purdue are a good example. They were both set. They were both the same pass, and it was going to one player, and that was the plan. I think when he has to do his reads and he has to improv a bit, that's where he gets in trouble. And and he saw that uh, on Friday. He, he just ha- he struggled. And as far as him being the answer, I just don't think he's got the arm um, he's a bit of a statue back there. We've all said that. He d- definitely has the arm. I just don't think that he's going to be able to, um, to to run a system. I think that what Noah Vedral showed you is clearly Noah Vedral. Okay, he can run a little bit, but he doesn't have the arm. Art has, but what he what he has is the ability to, to run a system, and, and to uh, and even though he locks into receivers too, which Art, Art did that as well, he still uh, is a better option uh, in in the long run. But they do need to hit the transfer portal and, and yeah. see maybe if they can get another uh, another quarterback. I mean, a lot of teams are doing it. A lot of programs are doing it, even the Michigans of the world and such. So, you know, he, he can, um, you know, Shiano can can bring another guy in. Uh, Vedral did play pretty well uh, in spots. And then and then he was a head scratcher in some other spots. Uh and again, he's limited by, you know, when, when he sets his feet, he can actually throw a decent ball. But on the run, you know, a lot of floaters and a lot of things that uh, that can easily be picked off and such. So it, it's, uh, yeah. I know. felt bad that he didn't get a chance to play against his old mates. You know, that was yeah. a tough one because he had, he had worked really hard. He won the job and he played well in, in a lot of games. Sure, yeah. He did some things that weren't great. But <clears throat> I think we know that the answer at this point, is not Art Sidkowski, and hopefully the transfer portal, hopefully um, uh, old-fashioned recruiting high school kids, uh, that will get the job. What was surprising to me also, and they, they keep going back to the well with Johnny Langan, is he was the leading rusher on the day. I mean, he, he rushed nine times. I, how does Isaiah Pacheco only get seven 
uh, rushes because, on you the know, game. Like, that to me because is, is kind of crazy. And you know, they keep going back to Langan, thinking that it's Taysom Hill. And yeah, he he had his moments in that Purdue game. He really won that game with the offensive line. But if he's going to be your leading rusher, then you know, there's there's something that's not computing in, in that respect. So hopefully, they can um, you know get that all lined up for next year as well. Yeah, and he threw a bad pass at the end there, um, an interception uh, that's never been thrown. It was kind of a prayer. I um, mean, you know, look, he's not a good passer. We know that. He's but, not a quarterback. But, but, but situationally, he can get you a few yards in a tight spot, and that's what he should yeah. be used for. But, you know, like, you know, he had that big game against Purdue, and then Gleason thought he might be able to do that against Penn State. We all knew that wasn't going to happen. because And, yeah. and Penn State, like Nebraska, too, let's face it, guys. I mean, they're just they're giving up size. They're giving up speed. They're just giving up a lot. Um, on the other side of the ball. And it's just, you know, it, they're clearly a much better coach team. It's clear. And then and three wins. Hey, and we'll get into it. We'll uh, we'll take a break and we'll, we'll get into um, uh, looking at the season as a whole and, and, and look into the future. But uh, listen, they uh, they play. They, they've been coached much better, but they are still outmanned. And we have to look into next year and the year following and see whether they can catch up uh, on, on the talent uh, level. So <laughs> let's take a break. Uh, let's hear from our sponsor, LG Insurance. We'll come back. We'll talk about the, the entire season. At LG Insurance Agency, our exceptional staff of agents shop seven insurance carriers to help you get the best pricing and value for your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is the destination for all of your insurance needs. LGinsuranceagency.com or search LG Insurance Agency. And we're back on the RU Review. It's our final show. This is sponsored by LG Insurance. And so, guys, uh, let's just take a look. I'll, I'm going to run down the games, and then we'll just go into the, the to uh, uh, the season as a whole and, and and look toward the future as well. So, you know, the opening uh, win was huge. I mean, they got seven turnovers. They beat Michigan State uh, 38-27. And, look, that was 21 straight losses, Big Ten losses. They needed a win. So that was a really nice start for Greg Schiano. Very excited about that win, and, and everybody was fired up. Remember on the show, we were all like, hey, look at this, man. Maybe we got a team this year. And then, yeah. you know, Indiana was actually a very good team the following week. There was no surprise that, you know, they, they hung in, but they, they eventually lost uh, uh, to a very good Indiana team. Remember the Ohio State game? You know, they were horrible in the first half, but they battled back. It's another one of those, you know, moral victory things where Ohio State's so great and we just if we could just hang with them, and we did in the second half. So, but hey, listen, uh, it wasn't at least it wasn't this ugly blowout that we, that we saw uh, so many times. Um, and then there then two tough losses in a row, guys. The Illinois loss at home. And by the way, let's let's keep in mind, Rutgers didn't win at home at all this year, guys. Um, but uh, you know, Illinois, um, that was a tough one. Again, we, we'll we'll talk about a late late call of uh, throwing the ball on first down, or when you can when you can kick a field goal if you run it a few times. We can talk about it all day. But you know, Gleason decides to to throw in that spot. They get picked off. Gives a. Uh, Pretty much gives Illinois the, the shot to go downfield, kick the field goal, which they did. Tough loss there. The Michigan game, again, they battled Michigan down this year. There's no question about it. But still, that would have been a huge win for Rutgers. 45-yard field goal was missed. And uh, they just did not. Uh, they just 
Michigan outlasted them. So that was a, uh, but that was a tough loss. Those two tough losses there, guys, uh, that were very, very much could have been wins. I know I've talked about it a lot. And so I'll just just leave it there. Uh, <laughs> Purdue, you know, listen, that was a great second half by Rutgers. You thought, OK, it's another game that they're going to lose. And then and, and the second half and and then that's where Langan would just they couldn't stop Langan for whatever reason. Purdue was outmanned in that spot, which is rare that Rutgers outmanned someone. But, the you know, the offensive line kind of manhandled uh, Purdue's defense in that second half. And Langan was just ripping off yards and they couldn't stop him. And they were able to win that game, which was great. I mean, uh, again, two wins, you'd take it at that point. You could have had more, but still, you know, the beginning of the season, you're hoping for one or two wins, you get three. Okay. Uh, so you got Penn State. Again, Penn State was not the same team at the beginning of the season. I knew they were, they, then they had the big win against Michigan. I knew that they were finally, you know, realizing the team that they are. And that was, it's the team that was frankly just better in terms of just personnel. I mean, they outmanned Rutgers. It was very clear on the line. Uh, they did try Langan, uh, the Langan uh, part two to go in the line early in the uh, game. Uh, they couldn't get, you know, they got, they, they got, uh, uh, pushed back on two fourth uh, fourth down uh, tries, which gave Penn State short fields. Uh, we talked about that as well. Shiano decided to be aggressive in that spot. Uh, didn't work out. Again, not at this horrible blowout that we've seen in the past. You know, 23-7, but still a loss. And then Maryland comes, uh, you know, down in uh, Maryland. Uh, they, uh, they have their third-string quarterback. Looks like an opportunity for Rutgers. And, um, you know, it was a struggle. It was a struggle, but, you know, Rutgers pulls that game out. And again, it was an important win for the area. You know, Steve Edelson said, I mean, just in terms of recruiting and stuff, it's it's beating Maryland's important. And, and getting that win was a, it was a nice, you know, it wasn't a pretty win, but it, it was what, you know, it, it, it did. It was necessary. It was a it was a good win for them. And that was their third win. And, and listen, Rutgers, we weren't expecting Rutgers to win three games. We got to be honest with that. I was I was thinking maybe one or two wins and uh, to win three um, is really is, is without question progress. And then Nebraska, I mean, back to reality again, guys, I think they were outmanned. Uh, considerably in the second half, they couldn't stop them at all. They were just done. They, you know, they were onto their second string. They lost a bunch of players on defense, and they were just um, Rutgers just couldn't didn't have the depth, frankly, that Nebraska had. And even though Nebraska was struggling in a lot of areas coming into that game, uh, they were able to certainly run the heck out of the ball, and then Rutgers just couldn't stop them. And so, uh, despite getting three turnovers there, uh, they they lose that by a touchdown. So you've got a, a three and six um, season, uh, certainly better guys than we thought they would. I mean, I have to say the what ifs. I mean, listen, I, I don't want to go with the what ifs and the should ifs, guys, but we're a talk show. Sorry. And this is the RU review. And, you know, there was two wins there that were, they really were left out there that they could have if they could have pulled them out. It's five and four. So it was a good story. Could have been a phenomenal story. But still a good story. Three and six, a good story. Greg Schiano did what he needed to do. Listen, he, he instilled a, a, an aggressive, scrappy team. He knew that he was outmanned. He knew that. Um, he's bringing his players in, but he showed a level of coaching ability that we haven't seen in a while on the banks. The guy's a good coach. He's the right guy. I think yeah. the future is bright. And, and I think, but guys, you tell me, it's still going to be a few years away. Matt, you tell me. I mean, the, the next year. 100% it's going to be. Yeah. Look, they had their best recruiting class ever, or in a long time, and they're still ninth or eighth 
in the Big Ten in recruiting. Right. It is an enormous task. And that's why I go back to, yes, this was not a great season because you are judged by wins and losses. But from every other standpoint, it was. Look, they could have easily lost the Maryland game. That went to overtime. They don't get all those turnovers against Michigan State. They maybe lose that game. So, you know, you're looking at it as they could have been five and four. You could also look at it and say they could have had just one win this year. So it was an enormous step forward, but they've got about 27 enormous steps still to take. So the pressure will be greater next year because the expectations will even higher because after picking up three wins and pulling themselves out of the basement and fighting tooth and nail in every game, with the exception really of that first half against Ohio state, people are going to expect next year more than three wins, maybe five or six. And that might be unrealistic. So it's possible a step back before another step forward. So yeah, um, the, the process has just begun for Rutgers. Yeah. And, and the beauty of, what happened um, was that the the conference for them uh, was really down this year. They were they were when Indiana is like your your number two team. I mean, Michigan was not really good. Penn State was not really good. Some of your traditional powerhouses just were not that good. Michigan State was not very good. So maybe there's sort of a you know maybe some of these teams are coming back to earth a little bit when when Rutgers is is ascending. Maybe there's a little ascension and descension going on here and which would be good for them. Um, you can see what, uh, those two famous words, culture matters. You got a guy in there that really set the tone. And this was something that Eric Grant told us would, ha- would happen. He told us, you know, last year when they, when they made the decision to bring Shiano back and it was why he was one of the driving forces and really helping to make that happen when it looked like it was going to happen. And then the talks broke off. Absolutely, Johnny. Culture does matter, and that's the greatest thing that Greg Schiano has brought to Rutgers. But then it's going to be what happens on the field, what happens in recruiting that will determine their success moving forward. And I know you agree with that. We all believe that you have to have the horses. So what was done this year was amazing. He went to the transfer portal, whether it was Bedrill, um, uh, you know, whether it was uh, some of the other guys that shored up some other areas and it paid dividends, but he's going to have to do it again. His recruiting class will help, but again, it's only about middle of the big 10, maybe a little bit below middle of the big 10. And that really won't pay off for another couple of years as he and his coaching staff coach these guys up. So there are many challenges ahead for Rutgers, but they're certainly on the right path. And we'll see what next year brings. Cause here, here's, here's the benefit. And Steve, I think you'll agree. They will play an out of conference schedule next year. And mm-hmm. those aren't guaranteed wins. We've seen that over the right. years, <laughs> but, but important wins, important wins for the possibility of bowl eligibility well, you stuff. To, you know, you got well, you you to, but, but you have to win them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, They're yeah. not guaranteed. Rutgers right. had <laughs> games that they brought in, in the last few years under Ash said, okay, well, this will get us off to hello, a good start. Buffalo. It, hello, it, Eastern Michigan. Hello. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it didn't. Mm-hmm. So, although we're finding out Buffalo is pretty damn good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a pretty damn good program. Some of these programs rate, aren't pushovers. It's bottom line. They got, they got, uh, you know, uh, decent players and, 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 you know, they, they want to, yeah. they're coming to play nonetheless, too. Rutgers is going to have to, uh, I don't know what the schedule looks like, quite frankly, but they'll have some games that will quote unquote be winnable. And mm-hmm. so then throw a couple of big 10 wins in there and you could be up to five wins and maybe you get six and if you get six, you're bowl eligible. So, you know, 
it, there's a lot, a lot to like about what's happened. But to think that suddenly they're going to vault to the top of the East is, and not that anyone's suggesting that, but for anyone who has that idea, uh, you're just misleading yourself. It's still going to be Ohio State, LSN, Penn State. Yeah, like- Michigan, it's just the fact. Matt, this is what we have, and you alluded to, we have to be realistic about this, how daunting the task is for Shiano. This isn't the Big East. You know, when he came to the Big East, yeah, West Virginia is a good program in Louisville. There's there's programs that were good. Miami, there was programs that were good. uh, But, this is this is a different Big Ten is a different level. This is a daunting task for him. And and the problem is, is he's just gotta get bigger and, and better on the lines without question. I mean, all those guys and he is. I mean, you yeah, look at his yeah. recruits, they're bigger. I mean, he he knows what he needs to do. Yeah. It's just going to take time. Unlike Steve Peichel, who can get a couple of right. guys and coach them up and yeah. suddenly you're more than competitive and now, you know, they're ranked what, eleventh in the now. country. Yeah. It's you can't just do it with two or three guys. No, you can so turn there it. are critical spots, and I'll, I'll be curious to see what he does at the quarterback position. That That's going to say a lot about what Rutgers uh, is going to be about next year. I don't think you can have Noah Vedral as your quarterback next year. I think he was great this year. I think he gave them exactly what they needed, which was some sense of uh, settling in the position. And, you know, he didn't lose his head, and he had fire in his belly. But I don't know if he's yeah. a long-term answer. I don't know. Right. And they haven't so really curious. recruited. I, they haven't I, recruited well, there. You know, I mean, the guys that they have behind him are. It's just oh, it's a big question mark. So yeah, it's got to be figured out. And I think Vedral, as Johnny mentioned, I mean, not Vedral, uh, Sitkowski, as Johnny mentioned, and you concurred. I think he's been found out a little bit. You don't want to give up on the kid mm-hmm. now necessarily, but there's a reason why he didn't play. Right. And we kept saying, I kept saying it, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. You guys were saying, hey, strong arm, get him in there. <laughs> there's a reason. They right. see him every day in practice. And Steve Politi said it a couple of weeks ago. And he kind of alluded to the decision-making process. Yeah. The, the term has been used for athletes, quarterbacks in particular, million-dollar arm, 10-cent brain, and maybe arch great in the classroom. But on the football field, those decisions don't get made yeah. that way. So they're going to have to find an answer at the quarterback spot. The Transfer portal is mm-hmm. filled with quarterbacks, and I know there's been recent speculation about Jared Guarantano, the Tennessee quarterback who has entered the portal. He's leaving the Vols. He's a Jersey guy. His dad played for the Scarlet Knights. Yep, got it. You know, threw for over four thousand yards. He mm-hmm. might be a perfect sure. answer at yep. QB. I won't mm-hmm. say perfect. He right. might be an answer right. at quarterback for Rutgers. Right. And then overall, Greg Schiano did what he needed to do. He stabilized the program without question. Um, the the coaching level had, would, you know, his his ability to 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 uh, get his team motivated is is, is I think what is, makes him special without question. And getting everybody on the same page and getting everybody, uh, you know, with the same focus. I mean, that's what Schiano does, and he did that, and you saw that on the field. And they were so much more competitive. And, you know, they got three wins. So, um, I, you know, and I know I nitpicked and whined and all because that's what, you know, that's what a Rucker fan, fan's going to do. I mean, come on. I mean, I said, look, I'm a 92 grad. I sat through Doug Graber, Matt. I sat through Terry Shea. 
you know, and then Shiano came in, made winners at him after several seasons, by the way, it didn't happen overnight. We all know that it took him four or five seasons to make them a, 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 a you know, a, t- a bowl eligible team. Uh, so it took that much time. So we have to be realistic about that. But, uh, you know, uh, he certainly came back and, and I like uh, the way this program is headed. And I, I think the future is bright without question. And with that, I love talking Rutgers football with you guys because, you know, you guys are Jersey guys. You want to see Rutgers win, but you're, you're not homers, man. You're realistic. Man. You guys come at it. And you, you're very realistic about the way you approach uh, 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 look, talking about this team. And so uh, it's, uh, it's a pleasure talking with you guys uh, about, uh, about Rutgers football for sure. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been a, 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 nice, uh, a nice show, man. I mean, this has been uh, a lot of fun. Um, we got to thank uh, Aaron Levine for coming on and, and uh, sponsoring us this season. You know, a tough, tough year all, all in all. And, you know, for him to come on is a, a, a big help. And we really appreciate him for that for sure. And we'll do it again next year, right, Matt? We'll get back at it, and we'll uh, uh, we'll um, uh, have a, a full season next year. And uh, again, uh, it, it's the the program is in great shape, and I, I think there's a lot exciting, a lot of exciting years uh, to come. So uh, with that, we'll wrap it up. I'm Steve Tichner with Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey, and we'll catch you all next season. And check us out. Our podcast is on iHeartRadio. It's on Spotify. It's on SoundCloud. You can check our site, too, moresportsnow.com. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget our weekly podcast on Rutgers basketball, Seton Hall basketball, too. That's Jersey Hardwood podcast. That's on moresportsnow.com, too. So check that out as well. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.